Good morning. Good morning, everybody. This is Derek Talk. We are back at you with another uh, exciting episode. Of course, one of the things that we tend to talk about on this show is dating and primarily interracial dating because that's kind of a hot topic right now. It's trending is trending on TikTok. Um, a lot of people are crossing the color line where typically uh, in America and at one time interracial marriage was illegal. And I think it was it was against the law. But now a lot of people are venturing off and they're dating people of other races. And this isn't exactly new, but um, it is something that I find particularly interesting. I have Lacey on the line and she has dated all races uh she's a caucasian woman in seattle but she's actually from phoenix arizona uh are you there yep and i'm actually in northern wisconsin i live in a small town called wasa called what wasa Hello. Are you there? Yeah, I'm. I'm still here. There's a connection problem, but for some reason, I thought you were in Seattle. You said you're in Wisconsin, correct? Yes. Got it. Lacey, can you talk to us a little bit about you know um, that what you told me in the pre-interview? You said you didn't date an African American man until you were 30, correct? Yeah, I, I did not date an African-American man until I was, I think I was 32 when I dated the, the first African-American man I've ever dated. <laughs> and um, you grew up in a family that didn't necessarily support that. They believe that you was, you're supposed to um, date and marry inside your own race, right? That's like the traditional thinking in and, and especially a Caucasian family. So yes. what made you what made you be bold enough to uh, to take that plunge? <laughs> um, I actually started researching, like I started educating myself on race and what it actually is versus what we've twisted it into. How cool is that? It's actually very cool. And I realize that really the only thing that's different from anybody is the roots like the locational roots that your family originated from but genetically speaking we're not any different it's just the amount of melanin that you have in your skin now see did you hear what she just said ladies and gentlemen this is why i do Derek talk i'll be honest because I just feel like people have such interesting perspectives like and I've never heard it put that way but that makes all the sense in the world like she said we're all the same we just have different amounts of melanin in our in our uh, in our skin you know I have more melanin than, than she does because my ancestors originated from maybe Egypt or who, who knows but I'm just saying so um, you started dating an, dating an African-American man. That was something that was new to you, of course. Um, yeah. What was that experience like? Can you elaborate on that? Um, well, mine is actually going to be miles different from other American women that date black men that have African roots. And I phrase it like that for a reason. 
the gentleman that I had ended up seeing was actually Are you still there, Lacey? There's a connection problem on, on her end, uh, or maybe it's on my end. No, uh, we apologize there. There are a few technical difficult difficulties. You said the gentleman that you started dating was what? Can you repeat that? He was actually born in Sierra Leone and raised there. And then that's Africa. Yes. That's Africa. I had a good friend of mine who was from Sierra Leone. That's where like the blood diamonds and stuff are, right? They have an interesting story there. Um, yeah. So so you started dating a gentleman from Sierra Leone. Now, culturally, you guys were totally different. So you said that you were from Wisconsin, right? Or from no, Phoenix? I, I am from... Uh, so <laughs> I had a dual upbringing. Um, I, my mother's side of the family is originally from Oklahoma and she raised me predominantly in Phoenix, Arizona. And my father's side of the family is from a small town in southwestern Iowa. And I bounced between the two because it was a split household and my parents shared custody. Okay. So that's where the half farm raised comment comes in is my father gave me those old school country, okay, you don't necessarily look at what the person looks like, you look at what they mentally and emotionally have to offer you and what they can help you build with. That's how my dad was raised, where I've noticed in the city, it tends to be more materialistic. Elaborate on that. What do you mean it tends to be more materialistic? Especially when you're raising girls, I've noticed, well, I noticed, I didn't necessarily do this with my kids, um, but women are very much preached at when we're little to find a man that can provide for us as opposed to go out and do it yourself and find somebody that can add to what you're already doing. If that makes Did sense. Did y'all hear what she said? Because... And, and I hate, and I always go back to previous episodes. I told y'all that is how women are raised. They are raised to believe that you're supposed to go out there and find a man who can provide for you financially. That is how they are raised. And a lot of, I'm glad she's kind of confirming what I've said earlier. That is how women are raised. You need to go out and find a man who can provide for you. If he can't do that, then what value does he have? I think that's a sad way of thinking. I think what we need to be doing is raising our daughters to be independent women. Therefore, if the relationship or the marriage does not work and things go sideways, she can fend for herself. She has job skills. She's marketable. There's things that she can go out there and do to feed her family, her kids. But but I think Lacey's uh, perspective is very interesting, ladies and gentlemen, because she was raised kind of like in a dual household situation where she said her father was basically like don't even look at color you know uh, judge a man by how he treats you sounds like her father was ahead of his times and that's fantastic so you started dating a man from Sierra Leone which is Africa folks um, 
what was that like? What was that like for you um, culturally? Like, did you guys get along? Where were the differences at? Can you talk a little bit about that? It was, it was very intense. <laughs> um, and to be completely honest, I probably didn't give him the best shot because I was not in a place in my life and in my inner journey that I was looking to settle down like that. He was looking for a wife and he was looking for to move like forward and to do things together and have a big family and to possibly move back to his home country and all. And that was just not something that I was looking for at the time. He was a very sweet man. He mm-hmm. treated me very well. He mm-hmm. was never rude. He was never abusive. He was very present. Um, I can't say I didn't pronounce that right. The way that he presented himself and he presented me to other people was very outside of anything that I've ever experienced. It, it wasn't something that I had to worry about what I was looking like. And I didn't have to worry how he was going to present me because I was always presented in the best light. Fantastic. So sounds like this man was proud to have you on his arm. Yes. That's wonderful. Okay. So Lacey, fast forward a little bit and, you know, you talked about that experience. So, and and you mentioned in the pre-interview that you've dated other nationalities as well, not just African-American men. Yes. And, you know, and you don't have to get too in detail, but just give us a little bit. Is there a difference between, say, dating an African-American man as opposed to a Caucasian man, a Hispanic man? Or would you say that, you know, the, the, they're relatively similar? I think it really narrows down to how they are raised. It, it isn't a, like I said, I don't look at the race. There is a significant difference in the cultural upbringing between races. I will say that. But it really does melt down to how they were raised. A lot of white men that are my age were raised with some sort of chip of privilege and entitlement on their shoulder that they seem to think that women are there to serve them. And I think that's a very old school, old world minded viewpoint on sex and it needs to go away <laughs> and, and 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 one thing we don't do on Derek talk we don't we say that we don't generalize we don't label we try not to stereotype people um but I'm going to have to agree with what she just said and I don't think that makes um Caucasian people bad I just think like she said they have a sense of entitlement like you know I come from money, you know, blah, blah, blah. I I expect you to be, I'm not going to say submissive or docile, but they feel a sense of entitlement for some reason. And I think that's the difference in African-American men as opposed to other nationalities. You know, when it comes to society and how we are viewed, unfortunately, even in 2022, African-American men are kind of on the bottom of the totem pole. I mean, we dominate, you know, entertainment and sports, but we are still fighting for our equality in, in other areas. So the, the gentleman is in Sierra from Sierra Leone, you dated him and you you dated other African-American men 
would you say overall that they treated you well that that was a, an experience that you know you would do again because you were treated well or because I hear a lot of women say African American men don't treat other women you know as well like they they run over them or things like that is that true again it goes back to how they were raised and their life experiences i've had both ends of it the gentleman from sierra leone was an exception i'm gonna put that out there he mm-hmm. very much was the exception and i do wholeheartedly believe that it was because he was raised in a completely different part of the world with different um cultural ethics and different familial so, morals so so not so not to cut you off so so what she's basically saying is it depends on how it has nothing to do with race it depends on how he was brought up and culturally this man from sierra leone he probably was taught to value women a bit more american men uh, uh, oftentimes and i'm not saying we, again we don't generalize a lot of african-american men in america were not raised with positive male role models they didn't have a father figure they didn't have an uncle who said come here boy let me teach you how to be a man you had to kind of wing it or we had a single mom who was doing the best she could to try to put food on the table so we missed a lot of those things so i, I believe a lot of african-american men to be honest and it's not putting because i'm a black man i don't know if we really know and understand how they treat a woman because because we never saw you know, we, we come from functional households, unfortunately, in a lot of cases. And I'm not saying that's true in every case, but talked about the gentleman from Sierra Leone who was different culturally. So as, as a queen and he, the ground she walked on sounds like it. So Lacey, you're very transparent. Thank you for that. Thank you for sharing. I do want to say that this has been educational because like she said, it's not race. It's who we are as individuals. So I just want to piggyback off what you said. Would area African American? You're a, what? What do you consider yourself? I try not to label. What? What ethnicity or background? I am. I am mixed. I went and did that DNA. Um, I had my genetics tested. I am mixed. I have. Southern Italian, Romani, I have Spanish, Portuguese, I have I'm I'm a Heinz 57. <laughs> I heard that term used and it offended me. Somebody said Heinz and I said, what in the world? My She said Heinz 57. I said, what in the world is Heinz 57? That's cat. So that it, just means that you're mixed with that you're mixed with a bunch of different things, right? It is. That, that's that's okay. exactly what that means because nobody actually knows what all of the spices are in that particular sauce. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I, okay, I'm on top of that. So, and she's the second guest on my show that has kind of shared that theology. It's not race, it's the man. Do you believe that? Do you believe that it has nothing to do with race, it's just the individual? I wholeheartedly believe that. You would, you would wear the American, you would walk down the aisle and say I do to an African American man if he was worthy of it yes y'all heard it for yourself straight out of Lacey's mouth from uh, she's in Wisconsin I have enjoyed this thank you for schooling us a little bit and giving us your perspective 
hopefully I can convince Lacey to come back and do a future podcast where we talk more dating and that interracial thing, which is kind of taboo a little bit. But thanks for sharing your perspective. Well, thank you very much for having me. Have a good day, Lacey. You too. Bye-bye. You've been tuned in to Derek Talk. We've talked about um, the interracial thing in America, which has become a phenomenon. A lot outside their race to date, to find love. I think that's okay. Like Lacey said, we can't judge people of their skin. And oftentimes these stereotypes are being debunked because you're hearing it from these women. These has nothing to do with race. It's how he was raised. It's what his mother and his grandmother instilled in him as far as using when it comes to a woman and that kind of things. What we try to do on Derek Talk is we try to tackle a lot of these stereotypes and generalizations and we try to hear it from the horse's mouth. Lacey has been wonderful and you have been tuned in to another edition of Derek Talk. Hopefully you've been educated, informed, and entertained. If not, we'll see you next time. God bless you.